Hey guys, it's former WWE superstar Hornswoggle here. Keep tuning in to City Wrestling Radio. Oh my god, what's going on everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio. This is City Wrestling Radio and this is the NXT TakeOver New York review show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. Still in the Diamond Studio. We just watched uh, me and... uh, you're tired, aren't you? <laughs> Johnny. We did it, Johnny. We did it. But we'll get there. I'm Michael Vergara. Um, I was going to ask how you were today, but we've been watching NXT TakeOver in the same room for about two and a half, three hours. Elated with emotion. I've had oh, no, all th- the emotions, all positive. Hours. I have no idea. It's just, you know how they have those hormones. You didn't see those things about hormones that I feel like I never really experienced, but I've only like read about or been talked about. Yeah. Everything happened to me. At this, how long is this? Like three hours show? Three hours. It was three hours and 15 minutes. (coughs) Man, three hours and 15 minutes. Can you imagine? (coughs) I mean, considering what's going on for the rest of the weekend, with a three hour and 15 minute show in which I felt like was a marathon. I loved every second of it. But considering what we got going on the rest of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been a. It's fucking fucking terrifying. It's been a hellacious weekend so far. Wrestling started yesterday in New York, um, you know, along with um, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, which is really fun and exciting. If you haven't watched it, go watch that. Kaiju Big Battelle. Um, JR also Kratos happened. was yeah. there. Uh, Diva Mania, I believe, was yeah. last night or tonight. Yeah. Effie is all around New York. and Isn't like, I, I swear, I feel like there's two of the most booked people throughout this entire weekend. I think is David Starr and now Swoggle. Really, Swoggle, Swoggle has been booked for a couple of shows. I think he's booked for pretty much every GCW show. David Starr, he's been. I mean, have oh, Joey or Joey Ryan's all over the place yeah. too. He he wrestled Tessa Blanchard the other day. Well, well good. That for was him. actually a fun match. Um, did the Invisible Man versus the Invisible Stand match happen? Haven't yet? I haven't even checked it out. I think that's at Spring Break. Yeah. I think that's tonight. I think it's probably happening. It has to be. No, yeah, I hear it's for the first day. And yeah, and that's tonight then. It's just that's too much. Like I, a lot of wrestling. It's a lot you of know, wrestling. Too mu- saying too much is brings a kind of a negative connotation. But this is you have to pick and choose too. This, yes, honestly, and unfortunately, we have pretty much decided that to we, stay home. We're no, we're <laughs> yes, yes, stay home and host and a WrestleMania watch party. We're at, hosting a WrestleMania watch party fight. at Piano Fight, one four four Taylor Street. I hope I believe I'm saying that address right. Yeah, you know, you could just look up Piano or fight just listener. look at that link that I posted below yeah. right now. Here you go. There's the link. Ah, oh, there it is. But with that in mind, considering that WrestleMania is an ever-growing behemoth that will consume us all for pretty much the end of our days, no Baron Corbin. Uh, we pretty much decided that we will not do a post show on the G1 Supercard. Is uh, that correct? Uh, unless somebody wants to do one with me. I mean, sure. No, I can. I can definitely do uh, it. It's just know, that there's other people too. Um, yes, but um, we'll figure it out. We'll talk more. We'll about talk it. about. We'll, I mean, we're, we'll talk more about we're hitting the record button. We can't just promise things that we can't promise. We stay tuned for more this week. It's very pending because, I personally, you're I you're the one like, that brought it up too. You're the one that's like. Well, I don't know. I feel like, because I feel like I was just kind of leading you on of what I'm about to say. You were not aware of what I was about to say. What? About the whole G1 Supercard thing. No. You, oh, no. man. I, okay, well, this has been a very awkward episode, and um, that's it for the TakeOver post No, 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 no. No, but, um, you, no, ever, like, cons- with with my ever-growing concern about hosting the Piano Fight Bar, I'm just, we're, me, myself, personally, would probably use this Saturday as a bit of a buffer. In a terms- rest day? Not even a rest day because I'm still watching a wrestling event. 
of the G1 oh, Supercard. Oh, I mean, it's still rest day. Like, you yeah. know, like, I'm personally, like, I, last night I went to the wrestling for charity show at El Toro Nightclub at San Francisco. Toro Mania. That's how I kick off my WrestleMania weekend. And, uh, you know, last night, and then I came home and watched Bloodsport, and then today, TakeOver. Did the song play? Which one? Stan Bush, uh, Kumite. Oh, I don't know. It's the Kumite. Maybe. They did it last year, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's. Was that the first one, Matt Riddle's Bloodsport? No, I think that was the second one. Who Whose Bloodsport was it the first time? Uh, Matt Riddle. Oh, that, that's, that's his thing. That was his thing. Oh, was that his promotion? Like his thing? It was like an event that was held by is, himself. Is he still doing it? Of course not, Corey. <laughs> no, no, not wrestling in the show. Of course not. Um, but is he I don't still think, like I, running the thing? Cause, it's know. not him personally. I think they just attach his name to it. I, I could be wrong, though. But uh, yeah. it's very much a Matt Riddle thing where... You know, an experience. The, the whole shtick is shoot fighters pretty much doing the shoot style of wrestling where it's worked, but they make it look as real as possible. I mean, that's what you got it out was. of that show, right? Jonathan Gresham, Jesus Christ. Versus, he is very talented. In there was one guy from the deathmatch scene in Japan, and he was just covered in scars. Tanaka or... Sato Tanaka of ECW fame? No, maybe not. But this guy had, like, bleach blonde hair, and he was just covered, like, scars. His whole body. He was just one big scar. And... uh <laughs> Yeah, he beat Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham, Jesus Christ. He's also going to be he's going to be here locally in San Francisco too. Yeah. At APW King of the Indies 2019 July 5th. Get your tickets now eventbrite.com. They still there? What? Tickets. Fr- front row? I don't know about front row, but maybe mm. uh, but check it out, you know. There's a lot of tickets for sale. Jake Where Atlas. Is it? Um that's at the Pachili Event Center in Daly City. Okay. Jonathan Gresham and Jake Atlas are the first two people announced, but we're not here to talk about APW or Bloodsport or WrestleCon or Diva Mania or Shimmer or it's ridiculous. Joey Janela's penis party. This is pretty much. Or sorry, Joey Ryan's penis party. It's. Um, I know we've been talking about this like constantly every time it comes around, but then it really the business really has changed in regards I to had like cancel plans with non wrestling friends this weekend. I'm like crazy. Dude, I can't see you this weekend. I told them. Sorry, sorry, sorry. but it's. But I like I like I said like it really is fascinating to see how like. Like there's this somewhat a kind of a boom where just a bunch of wrestling shows are happening near Mania and every and everybody in all equal amounts are excited for pretty much you know every show. Of course, yeah. there's going to be your higher level hierarchy levels of shows like your takeovers and your WrestleManias, but then there's also these other shows where people just people just spend entire days in like watching wrestling just non nonstop constantly. And I don't want to say it's like. Like it's good. It's good for the health and mind. But hey, listen. If you like wrestling, this is pretty much the best week that this entire industry has to offer. I'm promising right now. City Wrestling Radio is going to be in Tampa next next year. Maybe not all of us, but City Wrestling Radio will be represent represented. Can't be that. It can't. The airfare can't be that expensive. It's Tampa. No, and we'll, we could figure out hotel costs. Come on, we could share a room. No, you could book ahead of time. Honestly, like oh, for April. It's like April's a dead month. What's going on? I April? think as long as you say you're a Jimmy Buffett fan, you get a discount. Yeah. Just say, I'm here for the Jimmy Buffett concert, and then come in with like a margarita and a Hawaiian shirt. Well, we're not here to talk about next year's WrestleMania. We're talking about the weekend that is this year's WrestleMania. Oh, I thought we were talking about Jimmy Buffett. No. No. TakeOver. Let's talk about TakeOver. Please. That's because it was probably, fuck, best TakeOver uh, ever? Far and away. Ever. Far and away. You think so? Wow! It's I'm very confident to saying like what, what this ended like what 20 minutes ago. I'm very confident About to say that, this yeah. is the this is probably one of this is probably the I'm single greatest. The it's yeah. the single greatest NXT um, NXT takeover and 
my, quite possibly the best pay-per-view WWE has ever made. Oh man, it's this hard. was a match. It's a five-match show, and I think that's kind. Of, that's what it had it going for. It's hard to judge because WWE is so completely different than it NXT. Is, yes, I know. It's a very much the like a different style. Uh-huh. But this certain style was the best it has ever it has ever had to offer. Well, NXT is this perfect um, medium between WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling, I believe. And even with New Japan and, and Ring of Honor this weekend at Madison Square Garden, they that show has a lot to live up to because, Jesus like, as Christ. much as we like try to like. <laughs> Make jokes about WrestleMania. Top that, and when a takeover happens, like top that WrestleMania. No, like, that's no, not their competition. It is not that competition. G one Supercard. I mean, it is the reason why um, that takeover was takeover, moved to Friday. Yeah, because they're the they reasons why we're watching tonight. Yes, this is why the B show is the B show. That's this is the, not. This isn't even a B show. This what is the B. This? Oh, this is the B show. This is, the B show? This is a special edition of the B show. Special I should have said takeover, that. But I had show. I had too many Sprite and tequilas too, because you were too salty about this. I should have put salt on the rim mm. of my cup, you know, just like like bootleg booze. Anyways, let's talk about NXT. NXT takeover, <clears> and <throat> we are starting with War Raiders versus Rico Black, Rico. Rick, the team of Ricochet and Alistair Black. Rico Black just sounds like a a a, 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 a gangster from a '90s movie. Hey, I'm the bad guy, and these are my two companions, Rico and Black. It's like it's like that movie New Jack City. Razor Ramones. It's like a sidekick. It's like we don't. Never mind. You ever seen that movie, New Jack City? No, but I, I saw a shoot interview the other day of New Jack, and he seemed like a surprisingly good fellow guy. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I mean, at least in the interview, he seemed like a funny... Get- Rico Black. Rico Black. Uh, Raiders entered first, which I thought was kind of weird. Because- it was very interesting to see have the champions enter first because we, like NXT, always kind of touts itself as this traditional champions go out first. We are NWA, and I just like that because I... I'm dribbling. Because that's where I always wanted to wrestle, but I couldn't because I'm the game of games. I have in my own AWA, NWA, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, but we kick off with uh, Rico Black versus War Raiders. Lasers are back for um, Ricochet, too. The lasers? Yes, the laser tent. Uh, which is Hiroshi really cool. Tanahashi gear, uh, ring gear. And what there was, gear. There was something else added to the entrance, wasn't it? Um, oh, the uh, um, the I think the light from it was on the bottom on the LED screen. I feel like they were was, able to utilize that more. I feel like that happened, like he did, he used that before. But it doesn't happen all the time because it doesn't it, happen on Raw because it, Raw's a regular stage. It got and, accentuated, exactly. You know, it made him look like fact, he was an actual Superman because he fucking is because Superman. he is. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, uh, Rick or Roman. Rowe, right? Rowe. Raymond Ray- Rowe. Raymond Rowe. Sorry. Raymond Rowe and Alistair Black start the match. Hold on. Before you get even further, Alistair Black's entrance. No Remember, creaking noise. Exactly. Like, if we were watching this match, Corey and I were watching this match into thinking, what are they not going to add in, in this NXT presentation? And lo and behold, no creaky noise. They applied that WD-40 <laughs> on that thing. You know they what's just, really funny? They greased it up, and they, they still had the candles, which is fine. But oh, that, the candles that, have always been there. Okay, yeah. The candles have always been there, yeah. Though, that noise, that fucking noise. It's, just, it's only happened on Monday Night Raw, too. It's it's a Vince choice, man. Do I'm you think you. because Vince McMahon or like any anybody else just says, like, why is he rising up? I need an explanation of why he's rising up like that. I need every explanation yes. ever while... While neglecting the fact, oh no! While neglecting the fact of things that need explanation, no, I need an explanation for this. That's WWE so, yeah. in a nutshell, really. And you have also how many writers on the main roster who are just overthinking every detail? Or there could be a miscommunication. Like, is he going to have the creek? He not have the creek? No it's, creek. You know, creek, you know, no it's going to be back when he gets 
back on the main roster. Oh no, a thousand percent. Yeah, um, but that that obviously shows that somebody was consciously thinking about his entrance and said, "We're not going to do that." Not gonna do that. Vince is. I mean, he's probably there, but he's not gonna. I feel like it's one of those things that Vince is like, ah, it's a great idea. And Triple H is like, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. No, I bet you Triple H is just like, just give it to him. I I have no. I do not have no. Yeah, Vince, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dad. No, Uh, I feel like Triple H actually does have an enormous amount of dedication to his call-ups. Granted, they. they Oh no! I'm just saying, pick and choose your battles, and I think with that, Uh it's one of those things. It's like, are you really gonna go to war with Vince over the creaking noise of? Speaking of war. Uh, but Raymond Rowe and Alistair Black start the match. Uh, first off, they go back and forth. Uh, Raymond Rowe holds back a punch Black from... Black and forth. Black and forth. Uh, Raymond Rowe holds back a punch from uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black holds back the Black Mask. Respect, man. Respect. Yeah. They fist bump each other and they tag I kind of saw it as a way of like, hey, I'm in complete control of this match. I could hit you, but I won't. Because that's how... Do- Excuse me. That's how dominant I am. They were like, you know... You know... Triple H, he he made me. I don't know. This is all. We've got to stop talking about Triple H on this thing. No, I was trying to do Alistair Black's voice and talking about Triple H. You think you can hit me with that thing, but I'm gonna make sure that you can't hit me with that thing. I'm the striking man. Fade to black. from Amsterdam. Uh, back nine, and forth between all four. Fiver vampire. The back and forth between all four men. We have a springboard lariat to Raymond Rowe by Ricochet. Hanson hits back. Uh, with a clothesline of his own to Rico Black like a child with ADD because he keeps going back and forth on the ropes. What? The back and forth clotheslines between Hanson. Never mind. Running back and forth uh, between um, Alistair Black and Ricochet. He looks like he has is like a giant fat kid with ADHD. I'm sorry. He does. They actually both do. They look like the kids that are just like, that just play too rough, man. Um, the War Raiders? I mean, come on. They're... They have war in their name, and the war um, does not. It is not a word I associate with soft. All right, okay, or snug. I mean, yeah, no, yes, snug. But there has to be pull to this. I want doing? nothing. Yeah. I'm just doing that because I'm yeah. doing something. Um, what do you call it? Raymond Rowe needs to keep that blonde wig on. He came down and he had like a blonde wig on. Oh no, I made a joke about that where he takes off the helmet and the blonde hair is still there. He's just like combing his hair, at like waiting to be tagged in. Like, come on, Hanson, I'm just waiting for you. It's fine. Him and Bianca Belair. Just have you know? Oh, that wouldn't be the great if Raymond Rose starts whipping people. That thing, and he's just, yeah. Oh, actually, no, that'd be really, like, probably kind of offensive if Vikings were whipping people. I'm sure it's offensive to some culture. Yeah, I don't know, funny. like the Scottish or the Irish. I don't know. Uh, Black comes off the ropes for a springboard and gets a knee to the face. Hansen matching Rico with his flips. Hansen was probably the second most agile person in this match. That was co- sort of the th- thing that they were trying to go for. Were like, oh, that's 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 Hansen's thing, where he subverts expectations in thinking that he's just going to be a big lumbering guy with no agility whatsoever. But then he just wows the audiences with this. With his surprising agility, he repeats what Ricochet can do. The fact and, that he's um, doing it with Ricochet is even more impressive. It's a mixed execution. He's de- he definitely stumbles a bit more oh, because well, he's, he's not because he's just purely not designed for it. But he it, tries his it, best. He's he's as technically skilled and as agile as Ricochet, but he's also working with a lot more weight. He's working with a lot more gravity. You're right. There we go. Um, let's see. We have a like I said, springboard clothesline by Hansen uh, into a German suplex by Rowe to Ricochet. Uh, Black breaks up the count with a double stomp to the back. We have a corkscrew tiger drop to a row by Ricochet. And then we have a senton to all three men on the outside by Hansen, which, like I said, we were talking about his ag- agility earlier. Almost a double count out, but then Rico, uh, Ricochet, and Alice, or Raymond Rowe get back into the ring 
right before the 10 count. They actually teased it really well, the fact that they were going to do a double count out. For a second there, I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like the opening takeover. This was a recurring theme throughout this entire takeover. That we were like, really? <laughs> like, oh, it's done. Wait. Yeah, I think Triple H just knows how to work the fans, or at least the writers on NXT. Isn't that like the key to every wrestling promotion, yes. though? Yes, it is. But is it the key that everybody uses? No. WWE like main it's roster more like stuff, how it's not it's not the it, it's how you use it but main roster stuff doesn't they don't go to that extent of the they just you know they have a plan of what they're going to do oh this person's going to beat this person like fucking Rey Mysterio losing to Baron Corbin this last week with a fucking deep six sorry that was just r- ridiculous um let me see then we have uh ricochet missing with a 630 splash possibly injured in that spot uh, uh, Brian Alvarez tweeted that like they went home they like they ended a lot earlier than they anticipated and he speculated thinking that Ricochet how may much be do hurt. they fucking know like do they really know like the exact time of how long it should go hey man one of the biggest rules in journalism is to protect your sources so we don't know I just feel like sometimes they know more than they're letting on and it's like I don't know they know way more than they're letting on just saying. Uh, Thor's hammer to Ricochet. Then we have the fallout to Ricochet. And War Raiders get the pin on Ricochet. We have handshakes all around. Um, and uh, I thought this... Yep. Everyone bowing to each other. Everyone... But yeah. Which was kind of weird. They, I mean, they're both faces. Like, they're, they're, they're and, presented as such. And three-fourths of three fourths of that match came out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know if Tommy and Aleister Black... I don't think Tommy End has had a stint in New Japan. But no. I definitely know that Ricochet had a stint in New yeah. Japan. And the, in War Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet showed up to the first uh, Long Beach show. He yeah. just showed up to it. But yeah, War Raiders, IWGP, um, Tag Team Champions. Well, actually, Corey, like Tommy N showed up at a Rev Pro New Japan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. No one ever facts check us. I'm so sure. we could just be as wrong as possible. Yeah, because we're not here to be factual. Yes, we're here to be actual. Ooh. I'm the realist. Um, what do you, I thought this match was fantastic, and, we were, and you and I were both watching this saying that, like, it was a fucking is, way to start the match. This was or the show, like, I mean. we thought this match was great. I thought this match was great and like just had this sinking feeling where like this is the first match. How are they going to do this? What was the next And do it they shall. Let's move on to what I think. I'm giving a match of the night. I'm sorry. I thought this match was way too fucking good. I think this was better than the the main event personally speaking. I'm not saying it was more technical, it wasn't better wrestling. I enjoyed it more. It's you enjoy the characters. I enjoyed the more. character, the storyline, and the back and forth between the two. Matt that Riddle versus definitely an opinion. Velveteen Dream. That is definitely an opinion you have, and you could have that. Uh, Riddle comes out sporting Yankee colors, and then oh, Velveteen Dream coming out first off in a silhouette for the silhouette on him, and he's yeah, Matt. Ch- I'm showing Corey Triple a H picture doing his live of Triple H uh, speaking with the media after takeover. And he's doing it like a post game, like yeah, like I, it's I don't like, know what it's you want like me to do. He, it's like he won the NXT Championship. <laughs> let's not he have so unassuming. Let's not have Johnny Gargano up here. No, I'm up here because you know it could be another like a <laughs> level of a conference call. But whatever, we digress. Um, or Velveteen Dream comes out and he literally. Is the fucking Statue of Liberty? He is the American Dream, no Dusty. Ooh, but right. um, yeah, he. Listen, baby, this is the new dream, the Velveteen Dream, baby. What, what can I say? Uh, it's another dazzling Velveteen Dream entrance where he just goes above and beyond and just like steals yeah. the show. He, uh, it was a silhouette of him holding like a fake, like you know, uh, Statue of Liberty torch with the Statue of Liberty crown on. Yeah. Uh, they were teasing this actually before the show with that picture. Uh, Velveteen Dream with the Statue of Liberty crown. 
not a picture of him, but it was like an illustration of it. And um, it was really good. I really liked it. Then he came out with four guys carrying him on a chariot. That's a chariot, right? Um, it's not a chariot because there's just no, think WrestleMania there's no carriage involved. Just the wrestle anything anyone. It's came like out it's with. like he was the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, like those things that four people have to hold from all mm-hmm. sides. Yeah. Uh, let's see. First, we start the match with a chant off between the two: the Bro versus the Dream. Bro wants the fist bump, but Dream doesn't. Ooh. We have multiple kicks of Dream, but then Dream. What's that fist bump after all, you know? Like, okay, okay, I, respect, I got you. I respect it. Okay. <clears throat> then Dream goes after Matt Riddle. Dream stomps on the foot of Matt Riddle. Two gut wrench suplexes to Dream. Um, when he goes to the third, he gets out of that. Uh, let's see. Penalty kick to Dream. Bro can't lock in the bro mission. Release German suplex to Matt Riddle. Bro triggered, followed by a GTS, followed by a release German suplex to Dream. But no kick out after that. And then Riddle uh, maliciously... Beats down on Dream. Yeah, no, this was sort of. I don't. I'm not necessarily calling this a double turn, but this was definitely Matt Riddle playing up to the crowd of everybody being on Dream's side and him just conceding to the fact that he isn't exactly as over as Velveteen Dream, which I think is a very, very, um, very important thing in a wrestler in order yeah. to read the crowd huh. in spite of your alignment because not a lot of people get this right. I know Brett was always somebody who was always really good at this where oh, yeah, they really just use at atmosphere to their advantage just oh, to yeah. make... They'll, um, they'll disregard a little bit of their character just to make whatever's going on between that person and their opponent feel a lot more important. And I thought it worked very well with Matt Riddle playing into the fact that he's getting really frustrated because he came off in this build as being this super confident face where like, oh, yeah, no, I could totally beat up Dream. And then him getting frustrated, I thought, really added to this match. Yeah. Um, Let's see. uh, Bro then uh, says he's the bro that runs the show in this. He's yelling at Velveteen Dream, which I was, like I said, very heelish statement. But, you know, I agree with you. I think he's just playing to the crowd. Uh, Not a lot of these men. I think, let's see, we had... um, War Raiders, Ricochet Black, that was a face-versus-face match. This was technically, I think, a face-versus-face match going into it. definitely. Um, uh, Walter versus Pete Dunne, face-versus-face. I mean, Walter's... Walter's, More or less is... Walter's a face, I think. I think just because due to his size, he's more a heel by proxy. But he was definitely... definitely, There were definitely sides. Like, people were definitely, like, behind him. Right. But if they're going... If their next segment is Jordan Devlin versus, you know... Walter, then. Well, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go back. Uh, then we have the dream hulking up. We have uh, he goes for the big boot. Um, did, did he hit the leg drop? What did uh, Dream hit the leg drop? No, he did like some. I I don't think so actually. <laughs> uh, we have a bro trigger to the dream when he was coming off the rope. Code breaker to bro, followed by a kick out. Uh, ankle lock to dream. Dream gets out, kicks out of that. Riddle then locks in the ankle lock to his other to Dream's other foot. Uh, Dream DT to the bro. That's Matt Riddle. Uh, Dream Valley driver to Matt Riddle. And then bro, Matt Riddle. I got to stop saying bro. Uh, Matt Riddle catches him off the top rope and tries to, um, wait, bro, dream. Uh, anyways, uh, and then the German suplex spot off the middle rope. Yeah, that, I mean, like he landed. No, he landed like it was as if it was a flip, but I felt like on the way to the flip, he landed on his head. Thankfully, he's okay, apparently. Apparently. But- this was this was a takeover where there was a lot of neck drops from suplexes, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I just just started just popping off no matter what like no matter like what the result was like we just went oh my god oh my god oh my god. Uh, then we have a bro mission at the end rolled into a pin can uh, to a pin one two three still 
your North American champion, Velveteen Dream. I finish out of nowhere. I thought this work was really effective. I remember you losing your shit and me just being, what? And I, this, I was very surprised that Dream had kept it because I definitely thought he was going to be yeah. also uh, main roster uh, main roster bound post-Mania, but... He's uh, he's definitely staying around, or he could definitely have that title still on him and then be in the Raw after Mania. But I honestly felt, and I, this was again another recurring theme throughout this entire show, where this is a ma- this was a write off for a mul- multiple people on this card, and the fact that Velveteen Dream retained his title, I mean, just told me like he's going to be sticking around for at least one more takeover. Yeah. Uh, this was a defense that made him ve- made him look very much strong. I, I don't think Matt Riddle lose a lot loses a lot out of this loss. Um, he looked really good. Honestly, he beatable, I, though for the first time. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. But and I and I really did think this was one of Matt Riddle's. This is probably like you said his match of the night. I, this was one of his. I probably his one of his best matches right next to him versus um, Drew Gulak, and really just showed that he's not oh. much of a one note sort yeah. of a thing. Which yeah, yeah. I kind of thought, which I I kind of felt he kind of was with those Cassius Ono matches, um, but this yeah. was definitely those Cassius Ono. This matches, was a great so. match. This is a really great match, and was and it, it, and they were given a really like impossible job at. Not, not, no, hindsight, hindsight notwithstanding, these guys were given a really tough job following that, and it just, man. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel it. Uh, then we at the end of the match, uh, you know, Velveteen Dream's on the ground, and the bro, Matt Riddle, stares down Velveteen Dream. So they built this up. They built that fist bump to, like, of course, and, like, just I can tell very much deliberately Velveteen Dream timing that fist bump with his own theme song, with the and as soon as that ow happened, the, the, fist, the, fist, bump the happened. fist happened, and you lost your shit. Come on. Oh, I you did. I absolutely did. did. That was probably my favorite moment of the entire night. Just, this, this is probably why cool. this made you. This made the match of the night for you. I thought it was excellent. And two for two. Two for two. Yeah. Uh, then we get into our next match of the night. Or sorry, before we get into that, Kushida. Kushida. Is yeah. in the house. He looked like he had his best suit. He was wearing his Sunday finest at the contract signing with Regal and Triple H signing the contract as well. And then they cut back to him in the in the crowd. He gets a really big pop, but he's definitely not in his Sunday finest. It was like a loungewear. He's like he's waiting for a flight. He's like, well, he's gonna go hang out with Minoru Suzuki afterwards with their fedoras. Dude, I bet you they're all hanging out with each yeah. other. Like Shinsuke Nakamura is definitely just drinking with. Uh, I feel like I love everybody's converting. WrestleMania is like. Wrestling spring break. Yeah. It's like wrestler no, spring break. Well, no Joey Janelle. Well, Joey Janelle is there Joey too. Joey Janelle is there too. But. Like, you know, I saw a picture this weekend. I think of like Sunny Kiss and Naomi together. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. So it's just like, you know, people all getting together of all walks of life. Next match that we have Walter versus Peter Dune. Dun-na. Dun-na. Uh, very, very technical match to start, start the match out. This was a very well designed match from top to bottom, uh, considering they, what the what was asked of them to do through those previous two matches. Yeah, um, Walter is kind of like you were saying in the show, teasing the the chop spot. Yep. Um, at the yep. beginning, and then they just fucking went for it, and there was just chops all over the place. I'll say this: out. not as loud as I expected from from your average Walter chops, because well, like back in his indie days, last year, his match against PCO. They were pretty much two bricks hitting each other at the same time, like it was a UFC match with ten seconds left. Right. Uh, I know, but it's one of those things. Like um, 
Pete Dunn has the he has the the straps on on his. So you kind of, but then he also has a really exposed chest too, though. Yeah. Maybe it's you just think the it way lessened the impact. It cup, you know what it is? It's, it it's the cupping. It. So you don't have it's, everything. It's the cupping of the hand. And Walter's hands down. are so huge that it encompasses both straps of uh, both sides of his singlet. Exactly. Of uh, Peter Dunes, uh, I call him Peter now yeah. <laughs> because Peter. Walter calls him Peter. Peter. Um, but yeah, no, it was. I mean, it's a good match. Uh, let's see. We have a, then we had like I said, chops all around. Uh, Walter leapfrogs Dune and hits him with a big boot. We have a back slam to Dune. Uh, what was it? I called it a Boston Austrian crab. That's what I was calling it, right? Because he's from Austria. Uh, Dunn then flips out of a German and hits him with a kick to the back of the head. Massive chops to Dunn while he holds the left hand of Dunn. Uh, stomp to fucking Pete Dunn's throat. Yeah, which yeah. like of all people, uh, Walter doing that. Uh, they're doing anything to anybody should have you cower in the fear of God. And then we have the Daniel Bryan stomps to Walter. Uh, Walter kicks back and kicks out of that. Uh, a, a, kind of like a rings of Saturn maneuver that Pete Dunn does, but also while breaking the fingers to Walter. Walter caught um, Pete Dunn off, or sorry, Walter was cut off the top rope and locked into a triangle. Bitter end to Walter, followed by a kick out. And then we have two guys just slap boxing back and forth. A uh, big boot to Pete Dunn, followed by a triangle on the top ropes to Walter. Walter reverses into a throwing, literally a throwing power bomb. He throws Pete Dunn pretty much to the other side of the ring. Pete Dunn has to get back and get in place for the big baby slam by Walter. I mean, that's what we're calling it, right? The big baby slam? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a splash. The big baby splash, then. Yeah. Big. Ba- oh, you're right. So really nice, continue, like, again, Walter's a huge individual, and... You can definitely see as he catches air that the the blubber in his fat ah! torso just going, just having every single like, just having every single force of that of gravity going yeah. towards that chest of abdomen is of yeah. his, and then it just being pancaked right into uh, Dunn's body. Just. Nice haircut though. Oh yeah, no, he, he might have. I think he's in contention with best haircut in NXT. Uh, in, a, in NXT, at least, who do you think has the best hair? Because uh, I'll say Walter, you say Usos. Uh, no, I, I mean, if Usos I can make main roster, I'm gonna go No Way Jose, man. <laughs> okay, that's... no, I think Candice has the best hair in NXT. The purple. Tips. I mean, if we're okay, look, if we're including women in this, Bianca Belair wins then. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a weapon. Uh, but Walter, you're a new NXT UK champion. Ending so. the 680 day reign of one Peter Dune. 680 days. Wow. And uh, and what a runner! What a run it has. You know, he may not have defended it as much as a 680 day reign would warrant, but he definitely, he definitely just has that notch legacy in his belt. It was. I'm not gonna say he had an Onokata level run. With the IW with his IWGP reign, I'm not gonna say it's one of the greatest title reigns ever, but Pete Dunne was no doubt in my mind the face of that division, and uh, I can honestly say like this is probably a write off for Pete du- uh, Pete Dunne in the NXT UK roster, and I can definitely see him co- going into the main roster as well. Main roster NXT, I mean, I don't think NXT. I think this is like right like straight up A1 main roster. Well, it's a good way to pick him up. I mean, he's already in New York. Like SmackDown, else. I can see him really good in SmackDown. You, you, you said it earlier today. Where like they oh, should split uh, off. They should, they should split Raw. off Ricochet and um, and Alistair Black. And I feel like Alistair Black is tailor made for Raw. Ricochet is tailor made for SmackDown. I think it was the exact exact opposite. 
Yeah, no, what is your reasoning behind that? Because I definitely feel like SmackDown really values in-ring performance a lot more than Raw would. And, and that's I why think Ricochet Al- needs to be on Raw. No, I think that Aleister Black is per- is not... it Again, there's this whole thing about needing to be in a certain place just to fix something. I don't think I don't think that's how you should approach like a certain uh, so- somebody in the roster. You play to their strengths. And so in within Aleister Black's strengths... As a really, you know, you just want Ricochet, really, Daniel Bryan. No, like, well, really deep character, like character work is very much more emphasized on Raw. Ring work is a lot more emphasized on SmackDown. Like, it's very much. I get. Hey, I need to learn how Ricochet got to this planet. Who his parents from Krypton were. Um, you know, then wrestling is completely perfect for you, Corey. <laughs> exactly. WWE is completely perfect. For <laughs> you, Mark. Yeah, Mark, hey Mark. Uh, next up, we have Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Kyrie Sane versus the Queen Shayna Baszler. Um, let's see. So it was it was a good match. I mean, it's like I said, it's hard to take notes on a fatal four way. We were talking about this during the show. Uh, Io and Kyrie. There was a good spot where I, Bianca Belair blows the kiss at Kyrie Sane. She catches the kiss, throws it at Io Shirai, and Io Shirai knocks it out of the park for a home run. Very big Shinsuke Nakamura vibes from that. Um, you can't help but feel that was kind of a nod where. Like you, you remember that spot with him and AJ Styles, where AJ Styles shoots a gun at him, pretend shoots a gun at him. He catches the bullet, he eats it, and then he ingests it and everything. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah that really sort good. of like mime, like mime, mime talents, mime work. I felt like that was a bit of a nod to uh, to one uh, another fellow Japanese performer, and to I thought it and it went really well with the crowd too. The artist Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Uh, Io and Kyrie are then focusing on Bel Air and Shayna, not going after each other, um, and then eventually. You know, they start staring each other down for a little bit. They kind of go back and forth for a second. With they tease the sh- uh, show. Uh, it's kind of like some flippy stuff back and forth. They're both reversing each other's moves. Uh, EO flips out of a head scissors takedown by Kyrie. Uh, springboard moonsault to Shayna by Belair. Uh, springboard dropkick to Bianca Belair by Io Shirai. Double powerbomb suplex combo to Belair and Shayna by Io Shirai and uh, Kyrie Sane. Uh, springboard insane elbow to Shayna and Belair while a springboard is Io Shirai, you know, throwing Kyrie up. Uh, then we finally get it. Two best friends. And literally, the crowd was so displeased with this, not because it wasn't a great match, but because they literally do not want to see these two friends fight each other. I was genuinely just bummed out. Because, and then they sold it They sold it really well. well uh, Kyrie looked like she was crying, you know? They, they both looked like they were crying to the fact that, like, as much as they enjoy working in tandem with each other, this is a fatal four-way match. The, they, it, them working together. Yeah. Granted, it it it, it um it sh- it trims the numbers game, but eventually, at the end of the day, one of them has to walk out as as champion. And they sold it really well that these two ladies genuinely just do not want to harm each other. And I felt yeah. I felt that to the pit of my soul, Corey. Yeah, Kyrie I breaking up. It. Kyrie breaking up the first uh, pinfall by. Uh, Io Shirai after and with the moonsault, she to, was like, "What? What are you Bianca? doing?" No, not Bianca. Shayna. That's the interesting part. Shayna took everything. Oh yeah, Shayna's Shayna's ready. This, she both. She, she was ready for the very roster, strong but. in this match. She took the she, like she she. I didn't think she took uh, Belair's finisher, but she took uh, the elbow and the moonsault. Yeah, and like granted, she rested a little bit just to have those three like kind of just fight each other. But, right, man. Yeah, it was it was a fucking great match. And let's see, and then we get uh, uh, multiple strikes to Kyrie by Io Shirai, and then oh, beware of the hair! Uh, Bianca Belair gets involved and whips Kyrie with her hair, I believe. Sure. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, and then we get a double KOD to the Skyrits. <coughs> it looked great. This re- I thought this match really put over Bianca's strength. That really differentiated her from everybody else yeah. from this match and really kind of uh, put an underline in her identity of being the, 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 the deceptively strong woman. You know, she doesn't look huge. I mean, yeah, she's well built and everything, but as soon as she like all of a sudden deadlifts that that one hundred and twenty pound woman, it's a lot. You it's know, still a lot of that's still a lot of mass. Yeah, look at that mass. Uh, then uh, eventually, it's like Kira Kona clutch locked into uh, Bianca Belair and submission win, retaining the NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler. So congratulations, Shayna. I mean, yeah. We both predicted it ourselves. You know, that's exactly what we thought. So, our next match, the main event, Michael. Well, hold on. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's put this on reverse for a little bit. I thought Shayna winning was a very suspect uh, decision. I mean, yes, I, I did choose her as, the, as my pick, uh, but I was a little bit reserved in choosing Shayna because I thought, you know, knowing that Ronda is going not going to be as around as often oh, after that, mania that's, that's she was going to we'll wait to much, see that she was going to fill that spot of Ronda but again this is another person in, in the NXT roster that I'm surprised that they are going to keep a little bit more because I do think that I don't want to say that <coughs> that um Shayna is a guaranteed success in the main roster but she I definitely do feel like she's ready um I mean yeah, maybe I can see that. I can see she's being ready for the main roster. I just thought it was just surprising that she retained. But the like, whole thing I was about kind of sure. I was sure that Io Shirai, out of everybody there, Kyrie Sane, she's probably going to get called up. I don't think she was going to win that title. Bianca Belair, too, uh, exact opposite. I thought. I think it's too early for her. I think she needs to develop a little oh, bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. on NXT. Io Shirai, she hit that happy medium where it thought it was. A no-brainer to a point where I'm actually kind of grateful that I chose uh, Shayna Baszler as much as I'm saying that Io Shirai would be the best logical uh, choice. I, I'm of two minds of it. That's that's really kind of well. My if they're going to build up that WWE Women's Tag Team Division, they need Io and Skyrits. And, and Skyrits. Yeah. Like this is. I bet you. Like this match was like the point of like these two women. Like they want to. Them being too like they're not gonna they're not gonna fight it. Like we don't want to fight. They, each they other. don't want they don't want to fight each other. We and they don't want to go against it. So what better way to embrace our friendship than be to actually Partners. like strengthen ourselves in tandem and go after Banks and Bailey Ooh, under the assumption the that they themselves connection. retain in uh, Mania. But you know, or the Samoan Slaughterhouse, or the Divas of Doom. Or I just want Banks and Bailey versus the Skyrits at the San Jose Takeover. All right, okay. Uh, let's see. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT title. Uh, Adam Cole is so freaking over to the point where I think Johnny Gargano was getting some booze. Getting some, he was completely booed. And the fact that going into the finish of that match, it was a fucking miracle of what it was to come. Uh, we have uh, Matt started off kind of slow with some headlocks back and forth between the two. Uh, drop kick to the head of Cole while Cole was on the outside. Slingshot spear to Adam Cole. Uh, tornado DDT uh, to Adam Cole. Cole reverses the knee or reveals his knee, trying to go for the last shot, and then hits the last shot on Johnny Gargano. One nothing. Adam Cole. Um, especially, you know, with the outcome of this, this is a good was, way to start it, yeah. With the outcome like this, I totally bought into the fact that Gargano they were throwing is everything definitely winning because you have Sage Gargano wins. Adam Cole got the first pinfall saying, mm-hmm. I got you in these traditional rules. Come at me. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, but, uh, I first pinfall. I didn't even think about so Adam that. Cole. Yeah. Uh, Gargano then kicks out of the second last shot, which I don't get because he just didn't kick out of the first last shot. It didn't make any sense to me. But hey, you know, I can't. That's just me being nitpicky at that point. It was a fucking great show. Um, oh no, there's a ton of things you can nitpick about this entire match. Um, there are a multitude of reasons, but I mean, we'll get to it. Just it has every reason to be picked upon, but it's the sheer execution of everything about it. Yeah. Made it all that more special, but go on. Uh, Gargano escaped, locked into Adam Cole, and then uh, we have a submission victory for Adam or for Johnny Gargano. One to one, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, everything all tied up. Strikes back and forth between the two. Lawn dart to Adam Cole, uh, double super kick hitting each other. Uh, super kick to the back of Gargano's head. Straight jacket German to Gargano. Reverse spike Rana to Adam Cole. Uh, German suplex to Gargano. You're going to have to say a lot of things. On the ring effort. I don't get everything. Because th- oh, that second Christ. fall, as soon as Gargano got that second fall, we thought, like, this is kind of surprising that these these guys are going through these falls fairly, like, relatively fast. Yeah. I honestly thought these were going to be two very long matches. But no, the, we're just getting started, honestly, <laughs> with this. And then we have they a... have that stare down, which is awesome. It was the same. I had Okada Omega vibes off that stare down. And then we have the Canadian Destroyer spot to uh, Johnny Gargano coming off the top ropes by Adam Cole, which, like you said, a little nitpicky of me, but it looked like a little sloppy of a Canadian Destroyer, but it was still pretty awesome. What are you, what are you showing me? We'll get there, Corey. Okay. Uh, oh, then we have a fairy tale ending. I know what you're talking about. Fairy tale ending on the announcer's table, on the Spanish announce table, because they're not going to break up the English announce table. It's, ja- it's more like the Japanese uh, table, as it, it never breaks. You hear about that joke? No. That's a... So that's a Bahamania trope where the table it's the table of Japan where Japan is notorious for having non-worked tables and whenever they do like submit um, maneuvers on those tables it never breaks and every Bahamania episode where a table never breaks it just zooms in on that table and has like this anime Japanese guy laughing ha, 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 that's funny ha, ha. Uh, Gargano then uh, so fairy tale ending on the announce table Cole gets back in the ring so I guess you could have won this t- he could have won this title based on a count out. It's but a, not this way. Johnny Gargano, the, the, the taking the easy way out is not the Johnny Gargano way. No, no, I'm talking about Cole getting in the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah no, Cole he's getting a, in. He's a dumb Yeah, there was that one spot, too, where Johnny Gargano <laughs> bre- broke the 10 count for his first fall. Again, it's not It's not for his Johnny first way. fall. You Still, can take the first fall. Taking the easy way out is no, not the Johnny Gargano way. That's not the easy way, man. He is the hero in this story. Gargano then beats the 10 count. Um, Adam Cole. Uh, sets up for the another last shot. Super kick to Adam Cole. Uh, Gargano escaped to Adam Cole. Undisputed error comes out. Well, first off, Roderick Strong comes out, distracts the ref. Um, that's when the other two members... So, I thought as soon as Undisputed Era come, came out, I thought this was an absolutely perfect way to babyface Johnny Gargano because you were teasing the fuckery spot where like Adam Cole winning this way, as much as we love... Uh, a title win from Adam Cole. This was just the most heelish way possible. It just was wow. not. It's just. It's tainted. It's not. Tra- it's not within the traditional realms. Johnny Gargano has the odds stacked against him. Oh my God! This is happening. It can't happen like this. Why? Why? God? Why? Uh, they but up, keep going. They break up the Gargano escape locked into Adam Cole. Um, then eventually, did he get it locked in again? He got it locked in. And there was a ref bump. He got it locked in. Ref got distracted by one of the Undisputed Era members. Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, yes. Um, and then he, Cole was tapping. And then I think Gargano lets go of the hold, beats up Kyle O'Reilly. And then Adam Cole pushes, um, pushes Gargano into the ref. And the ref 
get spills out of the ring, and then as yeah. that happens, Gargano Gargano gets it gets the final shot, last shot, yeah, final yeah. last last shot, last shot, and so yeah, he gets the last shot, and then uh, ah, no, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish gets the ref back in. Last shot to Gargano, followed by a kick out, and yeah. then Gargano escape locked in. Cole. So I thought that was it. There were this was a one of a trillion false finishes within this match. Oh, definitely, and then <laughs> and, uh, I really uh, thought Adam Cole was gonna win. Once, you uh, did. Un- un- you did. And I jumped up after that last last shot, uh, but he kicked out of that. I Gargano- stayed in my seat, saying, "Not the." I was. I bought it. I bought it. Gargano has the Gargano escape locked in. Cole almost gets to the rope, but Gargano flips him over to cement himself as your new NXT. Oh, there was way more champion. things. There was more things going on. Well, I know. I couldn't take notes on everything. Where there was okay. What so else? What else we got? What else happened was that as as um. As a as a um, Adam Cole was setting up for another last shot, Gargano dodges it. Got, dodges it. He spills Adam Cole into all three members of the Undisputed Era to the outside, and then he puts and then Gargano puts Cole back into the ring. And then he he um, before he enters the ring, he runs uh, Roderick Strong into the post, and then he does he puts Kyle O'Reilly into a uh, DDT as. But then before he lands, he does that that drop kick that he always does. Yeah. Where he kicks um Bobby Fish and then does the DDT to Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as he gets back, another final shot to Johnny Gargano. That was it. I thought this was the final fall. He kicks out. Yeah. He kicks out. The whole place goes crazy. I go crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure all your neighbors thinks I'm probably the worst fucking person to ever yeah, maybe, grace this building whatever. in the entire fucking world. But no, it's been worse. Really louder, but not worse. Okay, or, but worse, worse, but not louder. That's that's not reassuring to me at all. I can you exit the building with me just so you, they don't fucking eyeball me. But regardless, Johnny Gargano kicks out, and then a bunch of stuff happens. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, remember. yeah, like I said, yeah. And Come on, it, Michael. There's so much leads, stuff that happened. That is something that's worth remembering. I thought that was I one know. of the biggest spots of the entire night. Yeah, uh, Johnny Gargano. They they still they still kind of more or less stare down, and then Johnny Gargano gets the Gargano escape. They tease they tease Adam Cole reaching to the ropes, but Gargano kicks the ropes right into the middle. Gargano escape again. And Adam to Cole, cement himself as your new NXT heavyweight champion, Adam Cole. I wrote that taps down, out very proud to cement himself as your new NXT championship champion. And <laughs> no, he's the new championship, dude. And 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 you have it. There your you new have champion, it. Johnny Gargano. He celebrates to the outside. Candice LeRae pretty much almost puts him into a chokehold. Embrace. It's my hug, time. Just hugging him as Candice LeRae always does. And then he goes to his. He goes to his family. He goes to his family members. He goes to Papa Gargano. Gargano's dad elbows. Um, he accidentally Candace no one of it wasn't his it wasn't the dad but some well, somebody accidentally his brother, elbows probably. Uh, Candice LeRae and then they go to the ramp they go to the entrance way. And there we, and then you see the uh, title signature NXT copyright 2019. I the one I, I was standing up, and then out behind him was that sadistic that son sadistic of a bitch, son of a bitch, Tommaso, Tommaso Ciampa. The whole place explodes. Everybody's anticipating him attacking him from behind. But no, nonetheless, what they if that embrace. was all fucking work? He like literally just rips the neck brace off and like hits him no. with uh, a draping DDT they, or something. 
That did not happen, Corey. They embrace. All three of them hug. We he hug, do, he gives hug, every, he gives hug. he ra- uh, Champa raises the arms of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. This was you know how you know how he always calls that move the fairy tale ending. This yeah. was Champa's true fairy tale ending. He everybody just somehow awaited the swerve. He was going to throw Johnny Gargano into the entrance ramp again. But no, we fade to we it fades to black. Fade to black. And that was NXT takeover. My, and and by all regards, in my opinion, the greatest takeover NXT has ever, ever. done. It was and is going to be a really really hard event to top, honestly. G1 Supercard, you got work to do. And and they that, and they have a shot. They have a chance. I don't think so. You, yeah, there's definitely like room for fuckery and stuff to not enjoy because I thought this match, not a single bad match, not a single bad spot. If you want to really want to reach and say who had the worst match, I you'd have to be a really negative person to really just even think about it this way. But unfortunately, yeah, wrestling podcast. Yeah, no. But if you're gonna say like, oh, who had the weakest match? Like, man, like. I don't want to say the women, but then given by the metrics of of us being really have to be negative, like it's a very very slight Here's decim- the thing. no very slight decimals of difference. Here's the thing about I, the the G1 Supercar is that there's 12 matches announced rather than this had five. five. This is definitely that the the match amount definitely plays into plays into the fact of how this was one of my favorite like wrestling events I've ever watched ever seen. And before you say, Michael, watch more wrestling. How could you possibly say that? Man, fuck you. This was great. Uh, and they gave Johnny Gargano, John Cena booking, the type of booking that would piss everybody off all the time ever. Yet everybody loved every second of it. Everybody bought into it, mm-hmm. mostly just due to the fact that Johnny Gargano has always been Johnny participant. And, yeah, go ahead. You were about to say something? No, it's yawning. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. no. Uh, no. I was just Am I not say, interesting enough for you, Corey? Yeah, no, right. No, it's just hours of wrestling. <laughs> yes. And I had to fight a white supremacist at the gym, but that's besides that's the point. That's besides the point. Um, no, but Jordan of, or on Facebook said, he said, NXT New York, hashtag quality over quantity. Yes. And it's true. It's true. And it's absolutely you, true. And well, we, um, we're bringing up the whole nitpicking point. Like, yeah, no, it... You can definitely have the argument that Champa just embracing Johnny Gargano after all this time and making his life a living hell. It, like it makes no sense whatsoever. But this was just one of these moments where it <laughs> just kind of, it kind of surpassed. No, it surpassed logic that everybody wants to like. Everybody wants more of in wrestling. But in my opinion, this was just kind of an example where it doesn't have to make sense. It's just it brings out as long as it just brings out the emotion that you want out of it. Yeah. It's all fair. Yeah. it's all fine. Like sometimes you just kind of have to throw. This is one of these very rare moments where you have to throw logic out of the window because you are feeling this certain way. It's you have this certain happiness, and you just gotta let it have. Let this be seriously, and it's mostly because it's it's stringent on the fact of what we know regarding uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa's injury, the whole. The fact that they were just dealt with this really bad hand with yeah. him having the neck surgery. We we also don't know whether or not Tommaso Ciampa is ever going to wrestle again. I mean, granted, he, always, he will always want to wrestle because that's just in him. Right. That's just the mentality within him. But yeah, this was this was an this was the the near it was, this was a near perfect event in my opinion. This was it's going to be really hard to top this throughout this entire weekend. Bravo to NXT. Bravo to Ryan Ward, Triple H. Anybody involved with this? Bravo to anybody. It really just. Do you want to hear Mario's really tweet after it. the show? Uh, he said, "Mama Mia, 
He said, OMG. oh, 33 years as a professional broadcaster, and I do not know if I could, have I ever experienced a more thrilling and emotional roller coaster. Thank you, hashtag, or at WWE NXT Superstars. Thank you, Brooklyn. Thank you, NXT TakeOver. I live for this. And seriously, thank you, because like it, it really was just, a, it was a very magical event. I loved every second of it. Uh, yeah, Brian Alvarez is absolutely uh, incredible closing scene. One of the great takeovers, uh, great takeover main events of all time. His Johnny takeover and Adam Cole among the best in the entire world. Johnny Gargano is one of is NXT's greatest performer, and he's probably the greatest performer to be ever signed with the WWE in a very long time. I'm not going to say ever. That's a bit of a stretch, I know, in the history of that company. But Johnny Gargano is definitely in the within the conversation, in my opinion. It's it's crazy to think, you know. Um, he is Okada. He is there. He is NXT's Okada. Brian Alvarez so? said that. Yeah, he is Kazuchika Okada, where he is guaranteed quality. Yeah. And uh, Adam Cole didn't win. Uh, Corey, how? What is your takeaway? Because I I feel like I you never really gave me a concrete opinion of what you think of this finish. Oh, it was a great it was a great finish. I really liked it. Um, Adam Cole's gonna take that title off him at the next takeover for sure. <laughs> oh God damn. And it. I'm not being salty. It's no, just, it's mostly because the, he's because uh, Johnny Gargano's better at the chase. I get it. Yeah, exactly. And well. That and like you said, like you said, um, he got that first pin, man. You said he beat him in traditional rules, but in a two out of three falls match, Johnny Gargano walked away the champion. You can definitely build that, you know, build upon that. Like, hey, listen, you're now on top, but can you stay on top? And I beat you in the first fall. Yeah, Adam, I could definitely see an Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, you know, rematch down the line, of course. Yeah. But man, I am just enjoying what. This is like the, if the, if NXT take if NXT just ended somehow ended God like God forbid this Maybe is the perfect ending with Johnny Gargano on top of course there we go so that was NXT takeover that was NXT takeover probably New the York. most positive I have ever been in regards to a wrestling event Jesus perhaps Christ. ever in a podcast well, I'm the, sure in the history back, of this podcast if you go back to our all in review we had a pretty good review of that I was kind of picky. I remember. There's also, I remember, more, I remember there also more matches and more ways to mess up the show. Yeah, five matches, and they were all great, and they all and and they all worked in tandem with each other. Like if Walter and Pete Dunne wrestled a match like uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, it would be a less show. They they all, it was all sort of a mesh. Yeah, all a beautiful mesh. Like you didn't the the women's didn't have to go. You know, go Broadway and all that other stuff. They they had they also had a great story to tell. It, but then they all just ha- felt very distinct from one another. Absolutely. And uh, you're, I'm guessing your match of the night, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. Yes, the match match of the night, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, and a very and a front runner, a front runner for a pay per view of the year. Pay per view, absolute of the, of the decade, maybe absolute front runner for pay per view of the year right now, and it's going to be tough, and it's going to be really tough. You have to be, you have to book the second coming of Christ to, to have it better, be better than this. Yeah, and who knows what if WrestleMania is better than this? Oh, well, well, that that what he said, Invisible Man and Invisible Stand match can be a lot better. Oh no, no, then, then fuck this takeover. Canadian destroyers all around. Yeah, oh yeah, we failed to mention the Canadian destroyer. He no, did he try we, to do no, that? We did. We didn't fail to mention it. I oh, definitely yeah? mentioned it. You oh, just weren't def- listening to me. Yeah, that's true. That is true it's because okay. I was I'm, I'm still there, there's there's so much stuff going on on Twitter so much stuff we need to like uh, talk to the Twitterverse see what they think but anyways that was NXT Takeover let's get, let's get the fuck I'm, out I'm, of here. it's late you need and to I upload smel- this I smell grilled cheese out there and I'm hungry now so I need yeah, to upload get this. some ket- uh, if it's a, if it's cheddar I'm in if it's American oh I love American I hate American I love it's 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 cheddar all the way with ketchup. Ugh. Oh, I love the ketchup, though. All right. Well, I, we thought we were going to do 30 minutes, but it turns out to be 60 minutes. 
Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, with the pre pre-record, who knows? Anyways, guys, that's City Wrestling Radio. That's and that's it for wrestling, honestly, for the rest of the week, right? Yeah, well, like, we're done, right? No, but guys, don't forget, we're not done. Oh. We still got Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, let me see, Michael. Uh, what? What? Tell tell everyone what's going on on Sunday while I pull up. So, piano the, fight. Um, there there's this, this bar in Tenderloin. It's, it's like a theater. It's slash, like a theater. It's like a performance slash, arts theater slash bar. But then they they serve drinks. They serve food. They're doing a WrestleMania watch party. Somehow Corey roped us into this mess, and we're gonna be involved there. There's gonna be trivia. There's gonna be games. There's gonna be WrestleMania. Apparently comedians too. Wow, the wrestling uh, comedian. Yeah, uh, wrestling beer trivia. Uh, 144 Taylor Street, San Francisco, California. A free WrestleMania watch party. Just, I mean, I'm sure like it'd be cool. Just tip. To, tip. And tip buy, tip. buy a drink. Buy a drink. Buy a drink. Two drink minimum, probably. I don't no, know. I don't think there's a two drink minimum. I think oh, it's just, you whatever. know, just, for, uh, but guys, go check it out. I'll post the, like you I said. You don't have to, you don't have to, and if, even if you don't drink alcohol, just order a goofy grape. They have food there, too. Yes. So I'm, you think you think the food's gonna be wrestling themed? You think it's gonna be off the WWE cookbook? It's probably gonna be all the same stuff they already have, but then with wrestling oh, names yeah. like like uh, chicken wings, the Adam Coleslaw. <laughs> Done right there. Uh, the Baby. Gargano. Oh, uh, uh, Gargonzola. Gar- <laughs> <laughs> the Gargonzola. The Gargonzola burger. Gargonzola. Gargonzola uh, uh, burger. The Chompa Chompers nachos. <laughs> The, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're fresh off at watching NXT the, TakeOver. The Tommaso Ciampa Nacho title no more. Uh, Ooh. How, about the, how about the Candice Lasagna? Uh, <laughs> that sounds um, the, interesting. The, 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 the Shayna Bays... The Shayna Bays Chicken. <laughs> okay, we're just we're running off steam um, now. Let's get out of here. Let's, 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 the let's, Matt 144 Taylor Riddle, Street, come on down. The, the Matt Noodle. <laughs> the Matt Riddle Wake and Bake. Um, the Velveteen Drink. The Velveteen Grilled Cheese. Velveteen that, Cheese. That does smell good. Yeah. See, that's all I'm thinking now. Wrestling. Guys, we're for, just getting started. For people. City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith, and that was NXT TakeOver. And I'm exhausted. I'm Michael Vergara. And we will see you somewhere down the road with more podcasts and reviewing WrestleMania, I'm sure. No podcast Sunday. We're going to be somewhere. Whoa, whoa. My voice is shot. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Pump it up. Pump it up. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny right. Champion. Guys, don't forget to uh, send us your reviews of any of the wrestling shows you watched this weekend. Blood Swore, Joey Janela's uh, Spring Breaks, Night 1 or 2, Diva Mania, um, and uh, Shimmer. I know they have one. Uh, women, any of them, MLW, let us know what you thought of any of the shows, guys, at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Check us out on SoundCloud.com slash Radio. Guys, it's been one hell of a pleasure talking about NXT TakeOver, and I'll see you next time. Bye.